Praise Him, and welcome to the Believe Right, Live Right podcast. I'm Eugene Hill, Senior Pastor of Kingdom Recovery Ministry, located in Phoenix City, Alabama, where we believe if you can change what you believe, you can change your life. Christianity is not about right doing, it's about right believing. Transformation takes place when you believe. What Jesus did on the cross is powerful. When you believe, it can and it will change your life. We call it the good life, the grace life, excelling in every area of life. Father God has a life-changing word just for you today. Are you ready? Let's get right to it. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we're grateful. We're so thankful for this time, this opportunity, Lord, to be gathered together in your name, Lord. Father, we acknowledge your your presence. We acknowledge your power, your anointing, your grace. And Father, we just ask that you have your way in this place on tonight. You think through our minds. You speak through our vocal cords. Holy Spirit, we invite you to just have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, KRM, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Well, tonight God has given us this subject. Be conscious of Jesus. Be conscious of Jesus. Pastor talked to us on Sunday and encouraged us to focus on Jesus. Y'all remember that? And when we say focus on Jesus or be conscious of Jesus, we're talking about being conscious of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Being aware of the finished work. We call it the finished work. When Pastor and I refer to the finished works, we're talking about what Jesus finished on the cross at Calvary. Amen. Want to make sure that you understand what we're talking about when we say the finished work. Finished work. All the blessings, all the forgiveness, our redemption from sin, uh, being the sacrifice for us. When we talk about the finished work, we're talking about Everything Jesus has done for us on the cross at Calvary. Amen. And what we're trying to encourage you tonight is to be conscious of that. Never lose sight of that or never forget about that. Amen. God wants us. Father God wants us to be conscious of his son, Jesus, at all times and in every area of our lives. Amen. The scripture, one of the scriptures pastor used on Sunday was 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. And we're going to go there in just a minute because what we're understanding is God wants us to keep this mind in check. Somebody say, keep your mind in check. You got to keep your mind in check. And God wants us to, to focus on his son, Jesus. He wants us to be busy about his business. And what is God's business? God's business is spreading the good news about his son, the gospel, the gospel, the good news about his son. Amen. Everywhere we go, God wants us to be conscious of Jesus. Every area of our lives. Amen. Because his son is well pleasing to him. Y'all remember the scripture? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so God is looking for people who will accept, who will honor 
his son, amen, and what he's done for us, who will respect his son and what he has made available to us, amen. So when you're talking to your friends, be conscious of Jesus, amen. When, when things happen in your life, be conscious of Jesus. Even when you are reading your Bible, be conscious of Jesus, Amen. And the finished work that he's accomplished for us on the cross at Calvary. What, what do you mean be conscious when I'm talking to my friends? You know, your friends say some crazy stuff sometimes. You know, I'm broke or I'm sick. See, when you are conscious of Jesus, when you hear I'm broke, you'll be like, uh-uh, I'm not broke because my God shall supply all my needs. When your friends are saying stuff like I'm sick, you're, you're saying and you're thinking to yourself, I'm not sick. I am the healed of the Lord. With his stripes, I am healed. Amen. Amen. Even when things happen in your life, the car uh, needs repair. Uh, I thought about Lisa's testimony, you know, uh, or the washing machine or the, or the refrigerator breaks. Amen. You just got to be conscious. God's going to work everything out to, together for my good, and he's going to supply what I need. That's being conscious of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go to those scriptures. As pastors say, let me encourage you in the scriptures. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 13, and we're going to read that in the King James and the Amplified. Ready? Read. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be, that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, go ahead, amplify it. Amplify it. But, so brace up your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert, set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace, divine favor, that is coming to you when Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is revealed. The grace, the favor that is coming to you. When you see Jesus, that means grace is coming to you. Favor is coming to you. Amen? In other words, when, 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 when your friends say they're sick, grace is coming to you because you're, you're, you, you see Jesus, I'm not sick. With his stripes, I am healed. That means the grace for that is coming to you. Amen. The favor for that is coming to you. When your friends say I'm broke, you know, when you think in your mind, I'm not broke because my God shall supply all my needs. That means favor is coming to you for all your needs to be supplied. Grace is coming to you for all your needs to be supplied. Amen. Amen. That's what that scripture means when it says this favor, this divine favor is coming to you. When you see Jesus, Amen. the Messiah, Amen. Grace and favor. So it says, brace up your mind. Mm. Remember, we talked about your mind. The, the King James says, gird up the loins of your mind. Loins, y'all remember me showing you your loins are your reproductive area of your body, yes. where your reproductive organs are. Men, male and female, reproductive organs. Amen. Yes. And so when the Bible is referring to the loins of your mind, it is saying that your thoughts will reproduce. Yes. 
So you really got to gird them up. Put on a girdle on those things like Pastor said on Sunday. Y'all remember that? Put a girdle. Remember the girdle holds that stuff in. Hold the fat stomach in. Amen. A sports bra is like a girdle for your breasts. It's hold those things in place so they're not flopping all over the place. Amen. So what the scripture, what God is saying to us tonight is gird up. Uh, get those thoughts under control. Don't just let them run rampant. Amen. Everywhere. Thinking everything like the world does. No, God wants us, he says, what? To be sober. Amen. Uh, and hope to the end for this grace that's going to be brought to us. Amen. I want to uh, go to Hebrews chapter 9. Verses 11 through 28. And we're just going to uh, milk this scripture, if you will. Y'all know we like to do that from time to time. Because when we say be conscious of um, Jesus, even when you are reading your Bible, you want to read your Bible in light of what Christ has done for you. In light of Christ's finished work on the cross. Amen. So that when you're reading your Bible, you know, uh, there are some things that are said in the Bible, but you've got to know that's not referring to me because I'm a believer under the new covenant. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? You've got to, to gird up your thoughts even when you're reading the Bible because there are certain things, even uh, when I was reading Job, uh, it was talking, Job says some crazy stuff. Job talks about he wished uh, the day that he was born had never happened. You know, stuff like that. So I'm saying when you're reading your Bible, you have to read your Bible in light of what Jesus has done for you on the cross at Calvary. Amen. In other words, everything, it is the word of God, but everything does not necessarily pertain or refer to you as a believer under the new covenant. Amen. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter uh, 9, and as I said, verses 11 through 28, because we want to be conscious of Jesus. He is our eternal sacrifice. He is our high priest. He's that once and for all sacrifice for our sins. Amen. And so it's important that you as a believer in the new covenant understand this, because if you don't, then you'll get confused. What do you mean confused, pastor? I went to a funeral last Wednesday, and as the pastor was uh, doing the eulogy of the deceased person, one of the scriptures he uh, brought up was Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, where it says it's appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. Well, if you don't understand what judgment they are talking about, then you'll think, oh, I'm going to be judged. You know, everything I've done, God going to judge me. You know, and so I'm saying when, you, when you're even reading your Bible, you must understand, is this talking to me or is this talking to non-believers? Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? As a believer, you have to know whether this scripture is referring to you or people who don't believe. Amen? We're going to get to that one because that's part of our text on tonight. But I'm just saying when the preacher uh, uh brought up that scripture, he never made that uh, distinction. And so if you're sitting there in the audience, amen, you're thinking, 
like the person who, you know, the deceased person who's in the coffin, you know, we're talking about that person that's gone to be with the Lord. That person has died, as it said, it's appointed unto me and once to die after that, the judgment. Then you're thinking one day I'm going to die and then I'm going to be judged. But we have to understand, as I said, when we're reading, even when we're reading our Bible, y'all, we got to know what Jesus has accomplished for mm -hmm. us. That's why we got it so good. Amen. That's why the new covenant is so wonderful. That's why the good news is over the top too good to be true. Amen. When you fully understand what it really refers to. Amen. So let's start here in Hebrews chapter 9. We're going to read verses 11 through 12. Ready? Read. But Christ being can't but Christ being come on come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Okay, so what it's talking about here in Hebrews uh, chapter 9 is talking about the sacrifices that were done in the Old Testament. It's talking about the tabernacle that uh, Moses, that God gave Moses the pattern to build um, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus back there, uh, in Exodus. And so, and even the sacrifices, the sacrifices of the lambs, of the bulls, of the goats, of the bullocks. That's what it's talking about here in Hebrews chapter 9. And so when it says in verse 11 and 12, it says Christ being come an high priest, he's of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, the one that's not made by hands. In other words, not something Moses that's built. Amen. And then he says he's become our high priest. Y'all remember the high priest went into the tabernacle. He went into the Holy of Holies once and once a year. He, didn't, he couldn't go in there all the time. He went in there once a year to offer up the blood of the bulls and the goats that one time a year for the sacrifices of the people. But praise God, we got a high priest who is seated right now at the right hand of Father. He's always in the Holy of Holies, if you understand where we're coming from. Amen. But Christ is our high priest. Amen. Not like uh, the Catholic priests who are uh, people who have priests. We got a high priest. His name is Jesus. Yes. Amen. And so it says that uh, he didn't go there by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Verse 12 says his own blood he offered up into the holy place. And with that blood, he has obtained eternal uh, redemption for us. Amen? Amen. See, he didn't, Jesus didn't offer blood of bulls and goats like those priests did. He offered his own blood. Somebody say his own blood. His own blood. That's important for you to know because Jesus's blood is spotless. Jesus's blood is sinless. And we're going to read on down here where the blood of bulls and goats, you know, it could do some things, but it can't do what Jesus' blood did, okay? All right. Amen? So we're talking about the sacrifices. When you are conscious of Jesus, then you got to be conscious that Jesus offered up his own blood for you. Amen? You've got to be conscious that he is your great high priest who goes before the Father on your behalf. Amen? 
And then his blood has obtained eternal redemption. Somebody say eternal redemption. That means it's forever. He doesn't have to go in once a year like those high priests did. He went in once, it says, in the holy place. And we're going to read further down here. It's going to say once and for all. Amen. Let's read verses 13 through 15 because he, by him doing that, he has become the mediator of the new covenant. All these things, the blood of bulls and goats and the, and the tabernacle that's made by hands, that pattern that God gave Moses to build, amen, those are all uh, things under the old covenant. But somebody say new covenant. New covenant. New covenant. Okay, verses 13 through 15. Ready, read. For if the bloods of bulls and of goats and the ashes of the oven heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they, were, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Amen. It says, now if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, heifer being a cow, female cow, uh, Moses sprinkled that blood, or the high priest sprinkled that blood, amen, in the uh, holy place. And he says here, it said it's sanctified to the purifying of your flesh. So how much more, if that blood could do that, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who offered himself, his blood without spot to God, it's going to purge your conscience from dead works. Yeah. Amen? Yes. From sin, really, right. so that you can serve the living God. Right. And so if that, that blood of the bulls and goats could do that, Christ's blood can do so much more. Amen? Amen. Somebody say a better sacrifice. Better sacrifice. And then it goes on to talk about, he, for this cause, because he's offered up his blood, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Or testament, another word for testament, Covenant. Yes. Amen. He is the mediator of the new covenant. Amen. And so because by his death for our for the redemption, basically, of our transgressions or our sins. Amen. That were under the first testament. Remember the first covenant. We couldn't keep all them laws, could we? And so Christ's blood has come to redeem us from all those transgressions that we can't keep. Under the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Amen. That makes sense to you. And so we might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Yes. Amen. Amen. God has given us, y'all, under this new covenant, not a bunch of laws, but he's given us some promises. Hallelujah. And that's good news. Amen. Laws, we're not trying to keep up with them and trying to uh, keep them. But we know that he has made promises to us, and he is not a man that he should lie. He is God, and he is a God of his word. Amen. Amen. Let's go on to verse number 16, and we're going to read verses 16 through 22. Ready? Read. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a tester. 
For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the tester liveth. Whereupon, neither the first testament was de dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, mm -hmm. and almost all things are by law, are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Amen. Now it says where there is, uh, verse 16, a testament, there must also be the necess necessity to be the death of the testator. Amen. In other words, if there's a will, then the person who's making the will has to die in order for the will to go into effect. Amen. Amen. And so we understand on this side of the new covenant, amen, Jesus is the mediator, we just said, of a new testament or a new covenant. And we understand Jesus has died. So guess what that means? That means that that will and testament or covenant that he mediated is what? Now in effect. Amen. That means that will is now in effect. That covenant is now in effect. That testament is now in effect because the testator, Jesus Christ himself, has died on the cross at Calvary. Amen. For it says, 17, a testament is a force. In other words, it goes into effect after men are dead. So the new covenant has gone into effect because Jesus has died on the cross. Amen. Make no mistake about it. We are under the new covenant. Amen. And I, sometimes I think there's not enough emphasis on the new covenant. Right. Amen. People are still thinking we're under the old covenant. No, we're under a new covenant, and it was inaugurated by Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And then it says, um, it says, whereupon the first testament was dedicated, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. In other words, even that first uh, covenant had some blood. Amen. Because it talks about Moses took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet and hyssop, and he sprinkled both the book and all the people. That was the blood, the blood of those bulls and, and goats. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> but it says, verse 22, all things, almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or there is no payment. In the Amplified, it says, um, in fact, under the law, almost everything is purged, purified by means of blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is neither release from sin and its guilt, nor the remission of the due and merited punishment for sin. But with the shedding of blood, if you want to read it like that, there is release from sin. We're talking about the shedding of Jesus' blood. We're not talking about the shedding of bulls and goats and calves of blood. We're talking about Jesus' blood, which we read back there in the other verses that it said that his, his own blood, which is pure. Amen. His blood, which is without sin. And so we, we, when we read verse 22, we have to understand that Christ has allowed his blood to be shed. And because he's allowed his blood to be shed, 
Now we are released from sin and the guilt of it. Amen. And the payment for it has been made. Amen. The payment for our sins has been made and the merited punishment for our sins has already taken place. Christ took that punishment for our sins on the cross at Calvary. This is why we got to be conscious of Jesus. This is why we have to be conscious of everything he has accomplished, everything he has made available to us by his death on the cross. Amen. Let's look at verses, um, I think, 23 through 24, because Christ's sacrifice was once and for all. Somebody say once and for all. That means he does not have to come back and die again. You ever, I don't know about y'all, but I have prayed this prayer. And I've heard other people talk about it too. Where I'd be like, you know, God, if you're real, Jesus, if you're real, you just need to come down and show me. Maybe y'all haven't had those kind of prayers. But I have, okay? And by me uh, reading my Bible and going to Bible study and listening to sermons, amen, I've come to understand he doesn't have to come down and show himself. That's what my belief is all about. Somebody say belief. Belief. Amen. That's what our believing is all about. He says it in the Bible. He said no man has seen God at any time. We haven't even seen Jesus. Not in the natural, but we have to see him by the spirit. And that's why our believing, our faith uh, comes in and and uh, has a part in it. Amen. Let's read verse 23 through 24. Because Christ sacrifices once and for all. Ready, read. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves which with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place, places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Amen. It says it was necessary that the patterns or the copies of the things in heaven. This is talking about that pattern that God gave Moses. Amen. On how to build the the tabernacle. Amen. And how to make the sacrifices. Amen. It says so it was necessary that those patterns of those things that are in heaven be purified with what? The blood of bulls and goats. That's what it's talking about. They say, but the heavenly things themselves got to have better sacrifices than these. That's what that verse is saying. What heavenly things? In the, in the, in the, in the real, the thing on earth was a, was a picture, was a type uh, of the what's in heaven. So the thing on earth, the pattern that God gave Moses, the tabernacle that he built, y'all remember where it had to... Uh, uh, go the labor on the outside. Then you go into the the holy place where it's got the showbread. It's got the um, the menorah or the 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 candlestick. Amen. Amen. And then you go into the holy of holies where the ark of the covenant is. All those are basically just a picture of what's in heaven. Amen. And so this verse is saying that those things on earth, that pattern that Moses built, it had to be uh, dedicated, if you will, or purified with the blood of the bulls and the goats. But in the heavenly, it had to have a better sacrifice. And somebody know that better sacrifice is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's verse 24 goes on to explain. It said, for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. 
See, even a lot of times in church, you know, we consider that to be a holy place. But this is a holy place made with hands. Amen. It says, which is a figure of the truth. It's an example of the truth. It's a, a picture of the thing that's in heaven. But now Christ has appeared in the presence of God for us. Somebody say, for us. He went to the presence and appeared in the presence of God and offered up his blood for us. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't forget these two little words right here. For us. You can Amen. say for me if you want to, okay? For you and for me. So Christ, he didn't go into no holy place made on earth. He went into heaven itself. Amen. Christ entered into heaven itself to appear in the presence of God for us. And that's worth shouting about. That's why we must always be conscious of Jesus. Always be conscious of what he's done on our behalf. What do you mean? Conscious of the fact he went to heaven for me. He went to heaven for you. He appeared before God for me. He appeared before God for you. He offered up his blood to God for you. He offered up his blood before God for me. Amen. And you got to be conscious of that. Don't let anyone ever uh, downplay that or diminish that. That is all important. Because if Christ has appeared for us, then that means he did everything else for us. He took on the sins for us. Amen. The wrath of God. Amen. The condemnation for us. God's wrath and indignation against sin. The punishment for sin. He took that on for us as well. Amen. Let's read verses um, 25 and 26. Ready? Read. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood for, of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Okay. It says he, he, he doesn't have to do it often. <laughs> he doesn't have to do it every year like the high priest did. Amen. Because uh, it says if he did that, then he, he would have... Uh, often suffered from the since the foundation of the world but now in the end of the world he's appeared to put away sin um, by the sacrifice of himself amen he has appeared before God for us to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself he is our lamb like John the Baptist said behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Christ Jesus has appeared before in the presence of God for us to put away sin by allowing himself to be sacrificed on the cross. Amen. So be conscious of that. Be conscious that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is that Lamb. Even when we saw the video, remember where uh, the, the person would bring the Lamb, the sacrifice to the priest? Yes. Amen. And all of his sins would go into the Lamb, and the Lamb's 
uh, innocence and uh, purity would go to him. It's the same way. Christ has taken on our sins that we might take on his righteousness. Amen. 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 And we have to be conscious of that. Let's read our last two verses, 27 through 28. Ready? Read. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin until salvation. So it's appointed to men once to die. We're not looking for death. We're looking for the rapture. Amen. Mm -hmm. But if like people, like I said, I went to a funeral last uh, week. Amen. Um, the, the young lady who had passed, amen, uh, obviously she passed from this life, amen. And so what it says, but after this, the judgment, as new covenant believers, Christ has already suffered the judgment on our behalf. And it says in verse 28, it said, even so, like, just like it's appointed unto men to die, and after that, the judgment, even so, Christ has was offered once to bear the sins of many. Christ has been offered as the sacrifice one time to bear our sins, the sins of many. Why does it why doesn't it even say all? It says many because it's talking about those that will believe. Amen. Amen? To those who will believe and to those who eagerly await for him to come uh, appear a second time, he's going to come a second time not to be uh, dealing with sin, amen, but for salvation, yes. eternal salvation, right. amen. That salvation, that the one that we talk about going to heaven, amen, after a while, by and by, he's going to come again yes. so we can go to heaven after a while, by and by, amen. Yes. God is a good God, y'all, and he wants us to remember his son, to always be conscious of his son, Jesus Christ, and all that he has done for us on the cross. So gird up your mind. Don't let your mind run rampant. Don't let your mind go to these crazy places that people of the world go to. I'm broke. I'm sick. It'll never happen. I can't do this. No, no. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And everything that Jesus died on the cross and made available to us Amen. That is what we look forward to. Amen. Amen. That is what we expect. We have a, an expectation of good. We have an expectation of blessings. That's being conscious of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And my time is well spent. I hope when you read Hebrews, you know, from now on, you'll, you'll understand a little bit more about what our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has done on the cross for us. Amen. And always be conscious of it in every area of your life, with your friends, when things happen in your life, even when you are reading your Bible. Read your Bible through the lens of what Christ has done for you on the cross at Calvary. Even as we said on one time, uh, I believe a week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we're reading our Bible, Holy Ghost, show me Jesus. Right. Amen. Show me more of Jesus. Let me not forget what Jesus has done for me. And clarify it, amplify it, show me, even as, like Hebrews 9, 27, is appointed unto men once to die after this is judgment. That's clarification. That's amplification to let me know, and you know, Jesus has already gone through the judgment. We're not going to be judged. Not like that, amen? So we give God praise for 
uh, the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and teaching us all things. Amen. And my time is well spent. Let's give God praise for his word. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we want to always give you this opportunity to go before Christ and make a declaration. So just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and dying for me on the cross. Your precious blood washes me clean of every sin. You are my Lord and my Savior now and forever. I believe you rose from the dead. You are alive today because of your finished work. I am now a beloved child of God. Heaven is my home. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Filling my heart with your peace, with your joy, with your Holy Ghost. Being my high priest. Being the once and for all sacrifice for sin. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on next time. Until then, remember, if you believe right, you will live right.